it's more the creating for me that makes me feel happy because it's something that I created. It's not something that I'm making for somebody else. It's just the feeling of creation that brings me joy. Welcome to the Self Starter Podcast, a place where stories are shared from women, just like you, who left the colorless corporate world with an idea and a passion and ran with it to create the vibrant life they always wanted to live. My name is Megan Tobler, and every week I'll be bringing real women to you to share their entrepreneurial journey in hopes of inspiring you to take the very first step of your own. Sometimes the hardest part is just to start. So come on, start today for you, start today for her, and become a self-starter. Let's go. I don't know about you, but women who believe in supporting and empowering other women are the kinds of people I want to surround myself with. And today's guest, Charlene DePaula, founder of Hipshake Fitness, is exactly that kind of person. As someone who turned to fitness during a difficult time in her life, she wanted to create a platform for other women to have the opportunity to experience the same happiness she did through movement and community. Tune in to learn how she leveraged her corporate marketing skills to test out her business ideas, how she raised funding to start Hipshake Fitness, and how her business has evolved over the years. If you've ever wanted to surround yourself with empowerment and community, then this episode is for you. Oh, and be sure to stay until the end because she has a special offer just for you. Charlene, thank you so much for taking the time to connect with me today and share your story about Hipshake Fitness. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here, Megan. I'm so honored. Well, I'm honored to have you. And, you know, Charlene, you have built this wonderful business empowering women through dance workouts and yoga. And you've done so by creating this wonderful platform called Hipshake Fitness. So we'd love to just start out by understanding what is Hipshake? For sure. Hipshake Fitness is a community of women who love dance workouts. We have hundreds of dance workouts available on demand. What's unique about it is our workouts are focused on empowering women. So it is burlesque, it is twerk, it is power heels. Every single workout, every single class, we want you to feel empowered. We want you to feel ready to face whatever it is you're facing in your day. That's beautiful. And so I have to ask, why is it so important for you to empower women? Yeah, that's that's a really good question. So I actually have a story. It's eight years ago now. My husband and I had to go through six years of fertility treatments before we had our first baby. And for me, going through that was just one of the hardest, roughest, and darkest times of my life. And of course, while going through that, I also got laid off from my job. So I was feeling very, very low confidence, feeling unempowered, feeling like I can't do anything right. And feeling lonely, to be honest. And that made me just kind of search for things, search within myself, but at the same time, like, oh, what can I do to make myself feel better? You know, when you're going through hard times, it's like, you just want to do something that makes you feel better. And that's how I fell back into dance. So I used to dance ballet when I was really young, and it always made me happy. And I fell back into dance classes and also capoeira, which is a Brazilian martial art that's dance and acrobatics. And that helped me get through the dark times and feel like even if I can't control what's going to happen with my fertility and I don't know if we're ever going to have kids, I can at least control my body and feel like I have 
my confidence back and my power and my femininity back. That's the story. And because I was able to access that, I was like, you know, there's got to be other women out there who, like me, maybe at this point in their life feel like they're not confident or they're not feminine enough or just like they've lost their power in some way. So I thought about creating a platform or a place virtually where women can join, can dance, and at the same time, build their own self-confidence and gain a community. So that's how Hip Shake Fitness started. That's beautiful. And something that I was really thinking about as you were talking about your journey in general was controlling the controllables. And Mm -hmm. there were a lot of things that were outside of your control, for instance, the fertility, but you understood Mm -hmm. what you needed to do in order to make yourself feel better and to really cope with what was going on in your personal life. So you were able to find something that in your past made you really happy and where you were able to really take that to the next level. But I have to ask, you were thinking about how you can bring this to other women. So Mm -hmm. did you always have an entrepreneurial mindset or where did this idea really spark from as far as really starting something of your own? So I will say, first of all, I didn't understand what I wanted to do until I did it. I was going through these dark times, like trying out classes or Uh, maybe I'll go learn a new language or whatever. Like I was trying a lot of things, but you know, when you try something, that's when you know, this is the one I want. This is the one that makes me feel good. And sometimes related to entrepreneurship, it's like you have to try it and see if it works before you actually know it works. So background in terms of entrepreneurship, when I was really young, I think I was six or seven years old, I grew up in the Philippines and we didn't have a refrigerator and not everyone grew up with a refrigerator when I was growing up and we had like a freezer. And so I would create these, we call it ice candies. It's just juice that you put on little plastic bags and I would sell it (laughs) to the neighborhood kids. So I guess in a way I've always thought about, oh, how can I do this? Or how can I be entrepreneurial in a way? It's just something that I was doing for fun. But really, for me, it's more the creating that makes me feel happy because it's something that I created. It's not something that I'm making for somebody else. It's just the feeling of creation for me is, I think, what brings me joy. That's how entrepreneurship came up for me. Yeah, I think the self-awareness of really realizing what it is that does bring you joy is beautiful in itself, but you didn't go straight into entrepreneurship. You actually were in the corporate world for a little bit. So before we go a little bit further into hip shake fitness, like let's talk Mm -hmm. about your history and where you got started in your adult life for your career. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So my background is digital marketing. I moved here from the Philippines and I was looking for a job and The first job I got, this was back, oh my God, I'm going to date myself. Anyway, this was back in 2000 when Google was not the Google that it is now. It's like, what's Google? And people will still say, what is that? Um, What's a search engine? And we still lived in the world of dial-up. So I kind of fell into digital marketing. Coincidentally, a site that sells health and fitness supplements. Very small site is called All Star Health. I'll give them a shout out. And they still exist today. And I was like, hey, 
my major was business and communication. So I, you know, I'm happy to help you out with your marketing. And they're like, okay, do you know anything about digital marketing? I'm like, uh, what's that? And they're like, oh, it's cool. If you know marketing, um, we're going to ask you some questions. And they did an interview for me. But then when I got there, they're like, okay, here's kind of basic Google search. And this is how it works. So figure it out because we just figured it out. So I'm like, okay, it was really interesting for me. So I figured out how Google search worked at that time and, and email marketing at that time. And then from there, I was able to get into an agency where I did digital marketing. I got paid search SEO and social media and all that fun stuff. And so I've been doing that for over 10 years. Um, I was working with a lot of different big companies managing like millions of dollars of paid ads. And that was actually the job. It was like my dream job at that time when I was going through fertility treatments. It was doing digital marketing for a music and entertainment sites, which was like, oh my God, perfect. Cause I love music. And then that's the job that I got laid off from. It sounds like the beginning of your career was actually really setting you up for what you're doing today, because it allowed you to learn and evolve as you continue to develop these specific skill sets that maybe you hadn't required yet, just because everything was so new in the digital world at that point. So I'm sure, please correct me if I'm wrong, but you were able to take a lot of those skill sets that you learned at those beginning days and actually apply that to what you're doing today with Hipshake. For sure. It was definitely helpful for me that I have that background. I think if there was one thing that I took away from having my background in digital marketing, it's that always look back at the numbers and don't let your heart be too close to what you think will work because what you think will work might not work. That's probably my biggest lesson. It was interesting because it was a lesson in humility as well. Because even if I knew how to run specific parts of digital marketing on a big scale, when you're a small business, it's different because the things that might work, for example, I was really heavy on paid ads and spending, you know, millions on paid ads. But if you're a small business, you can't, you don't have that budget. So you have to kind of figure out, okay, well, but what's going to work for me? And so at that time, I realized that, for example, for my business, and it's different for every business, for my business, we actually got a lot of traction in YouTube, which was something that I didn't really work on a lot before. So I'm still learning as we go along, but it was just really interesting. I mean, conceptually, the idea of trying things and if it works, keep going. If it doesn't work, stopping. That it's high level is still the same, but in terms of what's going to work and what's not going to work, it's very different. Yeah, I would have to completely agree. I think the ability to be able to pivot and evolve based on really what's working and what's not working is the key to a successful business versus an unsuccessful business. Because if you get stuck doing things the same way for year after year, you're going to get lost in the shuffle here because everything else is evolving so quickly today. So you've obviously been able to really evolve with the space. You understood that YouTube was the right place for your business to get a lot of traction and you adapted very quickly to that. So you had mentioned earlier that you didn't really understand like the full picture of what Hipshake was going to be, but you just had to kind of get started. What did getting mm -hmm. started look like for you once you got laid off of your dream job and decided to really birth Hipshake? 
there is a book that I was reading and I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the book, but it was something about testing. So there were two things that I did initially to kind of prove to myself that hip shake would be a viable product. That was a term in the book, minimum viable product, but I have to get you the name of the book. But anyway, the first thing I did was I had, I think two or three business ideas and I created just one page, just the landing page where people can sign up for basically like early bird sign up. If you're interested, give us your email. That's it. And so I had like two, three business ideas and just sent paid ads to them. And I was trying to see which of the ideas had the highest conversion rate. <laughs> so which one from let's say a thousand people, how many people will give me their email? And of the ones that I tested, it was Hipshake that got the best in terms of people signing up and giving me their email. So I was like, okay, maybe there is something there. Maybe that is an idea I should pursue. And then after I did that, I actually launched on Kickstarter. So I did a Kickstarter campaign where if you, I think it was like, you get a year membership, there's six months membership. We gave a little bit of swag. There was also like, we'll give you a dance class, virtual class, or we'll give you a live class in your office if you're in this specific area. So that was pretty much how we got our initial funding through Kickstarter. That's amazing. And before we go into the Kickstarter, because I definitely want to dive into all of those details, that's completely fascinating. But let's go back to the paid ads first, because you were doing mm -hmm. some research to figure out where there is really a need. So what were you putting out with these landing pages? Like what were your different business ideas and what did those paid ads look like? Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't remember the different ideas, but for sure, Hipshake was one of them. I think the other one was some product. I really don't remember. I'm sorry. But whatever it was, basically it was like, I would just have an ad and I'm pretty sure I read at that time, Facebook ads were so cheap. And so it was really just like a matter of, I don't know, $20 or something like that. Something really cheap. And I don't know where, where to find that now, but definitely it was like, try to find cheap traffic as much as possible, as targeted as possible as you can. So I, I remember it was for hip shake. I was like, okay, probably going to be women, probably going to be within this age. Just, you know, my guesses. And the ad was just something like access hundreds of dance classes on demand or something like that. And then it would go to a page that just gives a little blurb. It's basically just my idea of what shake fitness would be and if you sign up today you get early access and then give them a benefit right so it's kind of like at least in my mind the marketing format which is like what are you giving them and is there a special deal you can give them to encourage them to sign up like a call to action so that the page and all it is is just an email and so i still use that to this day it's like if you give us your email maybe we'll give you a free workout. At least that's what we have for Hipshake Fitness. If you get us an email, you can try a 30-minute class for free, but something to encourage them to sign up to give you their email. That's genius. And I know this was about eight years ago, if not more at this point. So I realized that the brain might be a little bit foggy remembering all these things. <laughs> I completely understand because I don't, don't remember what I did yesterday. Right, right. <laughs> but with this, when you went into this process, did you have like a numeric number of people that were going to be able to give you their email addresses that really was how you were going to determine which one to go with? Or was it more of just which one was the most popular? 
the way I thought about it at least was conversion rate. So how many people did I send to my page? Because I had to buy ads, right? So how many people did I send to my page? And of that number of people, how many gave me their email? So if a hundred people get to this page, let's say 10 of them sign up, then that's 10%. To me, it's not as important as the actual number of people, but the percentage of people who would sign up based on the number of people I sent. And that goes back to your marketing background here. So this is where yes, definitely. Obviously, you chose Hipshake and you decided <laughs> to move forward with Kickstarter. Why did you choose Kickstarter as the place to be able to financially launch your business? I don't know if, honestly, if it was the right place. I think I was just looking for a place where people can fund me. My goal was to have a place where I can have more people learn about me. So I needed a platform where I'm not creating the platform, but it's like because of this platform, people will start to learn about me. And at the same time, hopefully get some funding in addition. Looking back, I don't know that Kickstarter was the right place because I feel like it's more geared towards gears, like tech gadgets and that kind of stuff. I probably, to be honest, would have looked for a similar platform that's more geared towards women. But I think at that time, that was what I found. And that was what I went with. I mean, it obviously was successful because eight years later, you're still doing it. And you have <laughs> a ton of members and a ton of different online classes for your members to take advantage of, in addition to a numerous other offerings that we'll definitely get into in a little bit here. But when you when you first got the money from Kickstarter, what did you do next? We basically shot, I think we used, I would say, half for content and half for tech. So half of the money was used to create the content to basically find a place, shoot videos, pay instructors, and then half of the money was to build a site. And I think it, what my thought was, how can I build a site where it's usable? It might not be the most beautiful site because it's new, but we'll keep kind of iterating until we can make it better. So what did the site look like back then versus what it looks like today? Oh my God, very, very different. Super clunky. We had to put together, I think it was like three or four different technologies. Don't quote me on this, but I believe it was WordPress, with WooCommerce, with Wistia, and then with like Stripe <laughs> integration, something like that. Because at that time, there was no one solution that would put everything together. So it was, it was pretty clunky when we started. Whereas now, we're actually part of this network. We're part of Ustream and everything's more seamless. Everything's more integrated. And the site is just much, much cleaner than when we started. But I think the biggest takeaway here is you just got started. Clunky and all, you just did it and you went for it. And it has been able to evolve as your needs have grown. So now it isn't clunky, but you've seen a ton of success. So you did something right. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I think if there's one thing, you know what I mean? Like if I could tell myself a few years back, one thing about working for somebody, you have to get it right and making sure everything's right, making sure everything's perfect. And what entrepreneurship has taught me is to completely remove that from my head, the idea of having things perfect because it's never perfect. 
because it's always going to change. So just kind of removing that from my vocabulary, the perfection is like, what can I launch now? What actually makes a difference now? Or maybe like, how can I know if we go A or B? You know what I mean? Like those kinds of things are what has been helpful to me in entrepreneurship. It's the space where you need to really learn in order to grow versus I have to do things perfectly. And I think that especially as women, we all struggle with perfectionism. And going back to your theme of empowerment about what Hip Shake's all about, I feel like once you can let go of the perfectionism, that's such an empowering moment because it allows you to truly shine and to be who you are and really, in this case, what the business is really meant to be. It allows it to evolve and to really see where the market takes it. And it's so funny because I feel like things come in full circle because at the same time, it's the same thing with dance. If you want to learn a dance move, if you want to learn to dance to a specific song, you might do it really well. You have to practice a lot and you can do it really well. But if you have an off day or if you're just not in the zone, you're not going to do it well because it's just not today. Just that idea to me is far reaching, not just in entrepreneurship, but also in other aspects of my life. And you had talked about when you did the Kickstarter, you started to use some of those funds to be able to film some of these exercise videos, as well as utilize some outside instructors. How are you utilizing these different instructors? Because I happen to notice on your website that you have numerous different styles of dance. It ranges all over the board from like hip hop to bar to Latin style and burlesque and so much more. So how are you finding these different instructors that specialize in these different styles? So I personally go to a lot of classes. I check out a lot of different instructors and every single one of the instructors that we have at Hip Shake Fitness is somebody that I've been to their class. I've seen how they teach and more importantly, I see how they make people feel in their class because I want to make sure that I bring to my members instructors that make you feel good. Being healthy, working out, it's not a lot of people like wake up and like, oh my God, I'm going to work out today. <laughs> Maybe some people do, but usually you go in and you're like, okay, I got to do this thing because it's important and I need to keep healthy and I need to stay alive. But that said, for me, if you have somebody who empowers you, who makes you feel good and not, not somebody who makes you feel, oh, I need to lose weight. I, I need to get skinnier. That is not the right fit for hip shakes. So yes, I personally went through different classes. I still go to classes even here and try to find instructors who will make women feel empowered. And you, correct me if I'm wrong again, but you actually teach quite a few of these classes as well yourself. Yes, yes, definitely am teaching now. That's also another transition that happened. First, I was producing the videos but I've gotten deeper into fitness and I actually did my yoga training while I was pregnant with my second baby. So I'm now yoga certified and I've been training capoeira for a long time. So I do a class called Hustle and Flow, which is yoga, sculpt and dance combined. And then my other workout, which I'm going to be filming soon. It's a capoeira yoga flow where we combine yoga and capoeira in the workouts. That's absolutely incredible. And 
there's so much more than just the workouts. I'm seeing that you have custom programs for people's goals. And you also put together weekly workout schedules. It sounds like new videos are coming out every week and you even have different meal plans that are low carb options for people just to be able to make them feel better throughout their workout. So how are you doing all of this? Because you're just a superwoman over here. <laughs> Honestly, I have help. I think I try to treat my instructors. I feel like they're a community to me. They're not just teaching. They help me create this community. So I work with them and creating the different programs. I have help. I have my head of video. I have my head of admin. So really, I'm not the superwoman. I am just the front facing. There's a lot of other women working in the background to make all this happen. Well, all of you are superwomen. You're such powerhouses because this is just such an empowering business that you've all built together. It's continuously gaining new traction. At the beginning, I know you were putting out a lot of targeted ads to these individuals. You got a lot of traction on YouTube. How are you now acquiring new clients and members? Yeah, well, YouTube is still one of our biggest. I'm so proud we're at 300K, I think. We're about to hit 300K subscribers on YouTube, so really grateful for that. But one of the biggest source of our new audience is really search engine optimization. So again, thankful for my background in SEO. We have built the site so that it's very friendly to search engines, and we constantly create content around different topics, and that's how we've been able to get people to discover us. And because you're constantly creating this new content, you have all these new members and your marketing background mixed with everything there. Are you consistently doing more market research to be able to understand what your members want moving forward to determine how Hipshake is going to continue to evolve? Yes, but whereas before I was doing market research with just who I think my audience is, the nice thing is now I get to talk to my members. So I'm able to get a list of like, who are the people who worked out this month? How many workouts did they do? I have a date on my calendar. I call it my member outreach where I will always send an email, just a personal email to users, especially the ones who have been using the platform a lot. I would say, is there anything I can do? What do you love? What don't you love? Just simple questions because we're still a small community. And that's how I get ideas. In fact, the yoga capoeira workout was an idea from one of my users. It's like he, she saw one of my capoeira videos. I'm like, why don't you teach capoeira yoga? That's a great idea. <laughs> so really listening to my members, really trying to keep communication open and just being vulnerable to them and telling them my story, that helps them share their own story with me. Yeah, I think the personalization Inauthenticity is really what draws people to you as the business owner, and it really creates that trust moving forward and the longevity of the member. So I think that's a really great way and strategy that you're doing here. So I have to ask you, with all of this in mind, what do you envision for the future of Hipshake? The future of Hipshake. So my focus, especially this year and moving forward, has been about community. I think businesses in the time post-COVID, we are, as a world, trying to navigate the new reality. Whereas before, it's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to the gym or whatever. But tons of people are now working at home. Or if they're not, they're part-time at home, part-time in the office. So there's just kind of this new world order, I'm going to call it, that 
we're still trying to figure out. But I feel like, at least for me, being at home, I love being at home. I can spend more time with my kids. I can, you know, do different activities with them. But at the same time, being in the office was a place where I made a lot of friends. And so I feel like there is a void in terms of communities and creating communities that I want Hipshake to kind of build and be part of that. That even if we're all virtual, we're still together. We're still doing things. Actually, I think two years ago, I went to Berlin and I reached out to one of our members who would say she's from Berlin. And it was just, it just warmed my heart that I went there and I met someone and I met her through Hipshake. And I just feel like we're close. We're being close to each other virtually and then hopefully creating a friendship from that and meeting people. That's where the magic happens, at least for me. Absolutely. I used to be an active gym goer. I would go to all these different exercise classes almost daily prior to the pandemic. And then obviously the world completely changed overnight and we were all faced with what do we do? And it turned to these in-home workout videos. But I, I do think to your point that the thing that was missing was the community because that was such a part of my social life was being able to connect with these women in person. And there was also the certain energy that you just fed off of. So to mm -hmm. be able to emulate that within a community is absolutely beautiful that you're able to do that. And also with someone that's completely across a different continent in Germany. So it really sure. brings so many different types of people from all over the globe together. So that's really exciting. But you have shared so much wisdom today with our listeners. So thank you so much for doing that. But if you were to just really single it down to one piece of advice that you would give for maybe a woman that's just looking to get her entrepreneurial journey started, what would you tell her? I would say to that woman, if you're just someone starting your entrepreneurial journey, I would say you already have what it takes because whatever it is you're thinking about starting, you are the right person to do it. I hope you get started and I'm really excited in how you're going to change the world. I love that. Charlene, if someone wants to learn more about Hipshake and potentially opt into the 15-day free trial that you have available, how would they go about finding you? It's hipshakefitness.com, uh, hipshake, like shake your hips. And actually, I have a special for your users. So anyone who listens to this podcast, if you use the code STARTHER50, you can get 50% off our annual plan. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for doing that for our listeners. I'm super excited to be able to dive in myself now. So thank you, Charlene, for such an empowering conversation. I personally am just blown away by what you have created in just eight years. And our conversation today was really inspiring. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I love what you're doing. I'm so glad that you are getting you know, more women out there to really go forward in their entrepreneurship journey because we really need it. We are here. We're going to make this world better. There seems to be a theme in all of my conversations with women. The best ideas often are started by creating something that you need, that makes you happy and lights you up inside. And that's exactly what Charlene did. She's a natural entrepreneur, always exploring new avenues and finds joy in creating something of her own. So what can you take away from Charlene's story? Don't be afraid to pivot. Your business is guaranteed to evolve. And if you're too set in your ways, you miss out on a great opportunity to create something that your clients are craving. So pay attention to the numbers, pay attention to the feedback, 
and let the market tell you what it needs. So let me ask you, self-starter, are you ready to start creating? Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Self-Starter Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to like and subscribe to stay up to date on the latest content. Want even more? Be sure to head to selfstarter.com. And remember, start today for you, start today for her, and become a self-starter. See you next time.